All right, so last week I was a little bit scared. I couldn't have this guy on because I was upset that the Leafs had history made against them yet again by the Ottawa Senators of all teams. But today I'm joined by John Trotch. Is it Trotche? Do I get it right or am I wrong on that again? You got it right. All right, I want to make sure. I, I've been going over it the entire day. I'm like, is it Troche? You know, a little French twang to it. And I was like, I don't remember from the last time. I didn't have time to pull up. Hall of Famer, Brian Troche. <laughs> Well, you're more skilled, man. Come on now. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to have you on, obviously. Uh, I wanted to do it last week. And, uh, you know, obviously that game, I mean, I thought the Maple Leafs had it. They took their foot off the gas. And I said about the Sens the entire time, John, this is a team that can outwork you if you let them. And the Maple Leafs were guilty of that. And you look at the uh, Montreal Canadiens, same thing. These teams that think that they're uh, kind of high on the hog, you know, and, oh, well, it's just Ottawa. We'll skate by them with skill or whatever. And then they realize that Ottawa brings their lunch pail to the game, and they want to play, and no team wants to be down 5-1. And if you're going to give an opportunity, they're going to come back. What did you notice in that game um, from different players and just the body language of that team? Because it didn't seem like they were ready to die and roll over. I think the Sens are never ready to die. That's <clears throat> that's the impressive part about the team this year is that they're always they're, – you're they're never going to give up. No matter what the score is, no matter how, you know – how late in the game it is, they're always going to give 100%. They're always going to check. They're always going to skate. They're going to outskate you. They're going to be first to the puck. I think that's that's one thing you notice from the Sens is that they're always trying to be first on the puck. You know, giveaways, take they're to get out of takeaways, um, and they're always they're always playing hard. Like I said. So you look at the Sens team, and I mean, you look at the Canadian division right now. Obviously, the class at the top is Toronto, Montreal, but for Ottawa, I mean, I look at them and say they could be in that top four in that mix. I think they just need a little bit of goaltending. Am I wrong in reading that and saying if they were able to get maybe a few more saves, I think they'd be able to be up in that top four? I, th- I think so. I mean, Ottawa's is definitely – they definitely got a lot of skill. Obviously, we've been unlucky with some, some bad bounces and, you know, some, some key giveaways. Um, but you know what? Like, the record doesn't reflect necessarily how they've been playing. I think every game has been entertaining to watch. Um Matt Murray's been outstanding the last few games, making some unbelievable saves to bail out the team. Um, Holgrig's improving, you know, everybody all around. I think it took the first couple weeks of the season, certainly, take the, sorry, the team has certainly taken a 180 since the first couple weeks of the season, and it's really nice to see, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, it definitely is. I mean, I'm obviously not a fan of the Ottawa Senators, but, you know, you want a team to do well. I want all the Canadian teams to do well just because of the fact they are here in Canada. And it's been so long since the Canadian team not only won the Cup, but have gone very far. Um, I mean, I look at Vancouver, yes, I mean, but I want a team that's actually going to do do meaningful things. And, you know, back when Ottawa was in their heyday, not too, too long ago with the Eric Carlson's and Daniel Alfredson's and, you know, they were making noise and going to Stanley Cup Finals. I want to see that back because it, it brings it to the games like against Toronto or even against Montreal. It brings that rivalry to the next level. You know, when you have one team that's up in the standings and one team that's down, those games sometimes don't mean as much, you know, I don't say to the players, but to fans. But when teams are neck and neck or battling for whatever, one and two or four and five or whatever it is, you know, it seems to matter that much more. And I agree fully with you. I think the Ottawa Senators are an entertaining product to watch. I uh, like the young guys. And one guy that came as advertised and, you know, is trying to drag some of the guys with him with his emotion is Tim Stutzla. I love, love watching him play. Uh, he's must-watch hockey for the Ottawa Senators. 
What have you noticed about his game and just how he seamlessly stepped in and does not look a beat out of place? Oh, absolutely. He does not look like a teenager out there. I mean, obviously, having played in a professional league uh, last year definitely helped. But he certainly looks like a man on the ice. He, he, he's skating hard. He, he's out skating guys. He, he's in the right position. He's making some really good plays. Um, I think he just fits in on, on that top line. Uh, and, you know, playing with guys like Brady Kachuk, Drake Masterson, and, and kind of going through Josh Norris as well, kind of rotating all these guys together, it's been incredible to watch that really fast. That's my flying. Now, you look at the Ottawa Senators, you get a first-hand view of these guys. What is one thing that, you know, someone coming in maybe just watching from one of the other divisions, because obviously we're all guilty right now of kind of being Canadian-centric. I don't know if you are, but I know more about what's going on in the Canadian division. I can tell you very little about the rest of the division, unless it's a big thing like Crosby 1000 game or, you know, those kind yeah. of things. But if it's not a milestone or a big, huge whatever game – you know, it's not out there for me. I'm watching the Canadian division, but tell me something about the Ottawa Senators that maybe the casual guy wouldn't know that you're seeing in and out every single night. And we talk about the bring your lunch pail. We talk about Matt Murray and Stutzla, but is there somebody or something sticking out to you that you're like, hey, give this a little time and this is going to be magic? I think I think Brady Kachak needs to be plastered everywhere on social media. That guy has made an incredible impact on the sense just that game winner last night you know he, he always gives his 100 percent. i think he's leading the league in shots leading the league in hits um he's just such a dynamic player and every time he's on the ice you know he's making those big hits but he's also making those big plays scoring the big goals i, I think he's an all-around player and you know we're happy to have him on our team and i mean i'm certainly happy to watch him every night no, a guy like Tuchuk, I mean, you look at his brother over in Calgary and just what they bring. They bring compete, they bring fire, and they bring guys with them. And that's the For way that sure, they play. You know. And you look you at the to watch that uh, the look. next three games or later on this week, we got three the triple header against Calgary. Watching the two Kachuk brothers go against each other <laughs> would be definitely entertaining as well. Oh, it'd be absolute fireworks. But, you know, with a young <laughs> team, you want guys that are like that, right? I mean, I look into the, uh, the Maple Leafs where they didn't have that. They had a lot of the the younger type players, the finesse type guys, but they didn't have a lot of guys to bring him into the fight. Like, uh, you know, they went and got Muzzin. You know, Hyman's kind of that guy, but now they got Simmer and Thornton, and the list goes on. You know, you need guys like Tuchuk that not only can score, but can throw the hits, can throw the hands, can do all the dirty stuff, you know, in front of the net to battle and in the corners, all that hard, dirty work that a lot of guys don't like to do, but he does it. And that makes other guys go, hey, you know what? I got to do that if I want to get my cookies and if I want to be a part of this squad i got to work as hard as he does, and he definitely brings it 110%. Yeah, his office is right in front of the net. You know, he, he he's playing there. He, he's always going to be in your face. He's always going to be looking to get the pucks right in the net from just in front of the net. Um, and like you said, yeah, he definitely brings that impact, brings that presence, and really kind of gets all the guys around him fired up. Now we're looking at this Canadian division, and we'll, we'll talk about the Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens in a second. Obviously, fresh opponents for the Ottawa Senators, but... I want to ask you, you watch these guys play, and obviously it's a very, very congested schedule. A lot of games and a lot of nights, um, not much time off, not a lot of time for practice and fixing things. But what are you noticing on the ice with the guys? Are you noticing any fatigue, uh, especially coming towards maybe the end of a set, like against the Maple Leafs? I noticed both teams were kind of a little out of gas. Um, you know, Maple Leafs obviously won, but you know, I'm just wondering for you, do you see that, or is it the same intensity, same speed for you every night? Yeah, I haven't I haven't necessarily noticed that. I think that's a good advantage of having such a young team is that, you know, 
they're always fresh, they're always ready to go. Um, I think at any point, uh, the Sens are going to put on that pressure and they're going to turn it on. I, I certainly haven't noticed any decline on games. I personally, I love this Canadian division. I love how it's creating these rivalries. I like how it's, you know, a condensed schedule for sure. Um, sorry, compressed schedule. <laughs> but uh, but it's definitely, you know, create, creating those rivalries, just bringing those back, those games against Toronto, having three games in a row against Toronto. I don't remember ever seeing that unless it was a playoff game back in the, the playoff series back in the year 2000. So it was really cool to kind of create that uh, that again. And see, the only way the Toronto Maple Leafs can ever beat the Ottawa Senators in the regular season is if it's like this, where you play them three times in a row. Because if you play them in the one-offs, Toronto always, almost always, loses to Mon- or, uh, Ottawa during the season. Then playoffs come and Toronto has their success. But now this is like a little playoff series, a best of three and Toronto was able to get a couple of victories. But I've said it for you know the past couple of years. The Ottawa Senators are a team you can't take lightly. And a lot of teams, for whatever reason, they come in with their heads maybe not screwed on straight. And they, they get spun around pretty easily. And you know I do my little videos before each game. And there's been more than a few times that I've been, I don't know, blasted by Ottawa Senators fans afterwards. Like, <laughs> how did that turn out, bud? Cause, you know, I don't think you can ever count out the Sens. No. You know, never, ever, ever count out the Sens. No matter what. And you look at the games that they've played. How many losses have we had and it's been one-goal games or really close games or that we were up in the game, uh, you know, going into the third period. There's only a couple games that we gave away. And like I said earlier, I don't think our record reflects our actual play. No, and I think the good thing, too, is, I mean, as this team gels more together and you look at players like Dadanov that that's starting to take off after batting mm-hmm. that one goal in. You know, it takes time. There's a lot of new faces on this squad. Um, some young guys too, like Stutzla. Obviously, everybody's fitting in, but it does take time to get cohesion. Everybody playing together, and you know what better way to do that than in a pressure cooker schedule? And now you guys have been battle tested, and now the only thing to do is to look up and say, okay, here, here's what we're gonna pass. And you look at Vancouver, definitely a passable team. You can pass them in the standings. Same thing with Calgary. To me, same thing with Edmonton. Yes, Edmonton has the uh, the two-headed monster in McDavid and Dreisaitl. But beyond that, their goaltending is not that great. So if Ottawa can start nailing down the saves and scoring you know, the extra goal in those one-goal games, I mean, next thing you know, you're looking up the standings and you're where that I predicted them to be. I said they would finish in the playoffs this year. That's where I thought with all the additions. I really did think that they would make it there. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely, they can. They, they keep playing hard. They keep playing, you know, going quick, making some good plays, and eliminating those unlucky bounces. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these goals were, were unlucky, and uh, you know, I think they can definitely turn it around, and I think we can make that push. I mean, I'm always, I'm always optimistic. I, I love to see them to make the playoffs and then do some damage. I, I'm, I'm really not sure that Toronto can beat Ottawa in a seven-game series. Well, that's just me being potentially just a fan. Um, but you know the series is at what five to two right now, um, and you know it would be certainly sorry five to two three to two yeah. for the uh, for Toronto. But you know it's going to go down the wire. I, I can't wait to see at the end of the season how that season series ends. And like you said, you know Toronto and Ottawa, those games are unpredictable. No, they definitely are. And I mean, like I said, teams got to take Ottawa for real. And that's one thing that I think teams in the Canadian division are starting to realize. It's not just all, you know, we're going to walk through Ottawa, get a couple points. And that was a problem I had throughout the offseason was everybody was making Ottawa the doormat and saying, well, this team is, you know, they're rebuilding. You know, they got young guys. They're going to bring people along. Matt Murray needs to find his confidence. You know, but why not? Why not now? 
I mean, you got guys that can put the puck in the net. You got a defense that can shut you down and take you out. You got a minute muncher in Shabbat. And you, you got guys that are going to come along too, like Batherson. You got uh, Norris that's going to come along. And Tuchuk wants to take that next step. He wants to get paid. So what do you do to take that next step? You start leading in you know categories that notice in the NHL, like hits, shots. The points and the goals will come. But Ottawa is that team that... I said in the beginning of the season, it's going to be throw a wrench in all of your plans because if you don't come to play them properly, you're going to be looking up at the scoreboard. You're going to be down. And those are going to be the points that cost you a spot and Ottawa is going to gain it. And that's just the way I felt. And nobody wanted to listen. But now you watch this team and you understand that they can actually do some damage. For sure. I mean, just look at that overtime last night, the the, the amount of skill that was on display. I think Ottawa dominated out of the three and a half minutes you played. We must have dominated three of those three and a half minutes. You know, they fired, I think, six or seven shots on goal. um, And they were just such a skillful offense. And uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds. We, We definitely got a lot of good prospects coming in as well. And, you know, the development is pretty good down in Belleville. Um... You know, guys, we we can kind of replace any guy with with the depth that we have on the taxi squad. We have, you know, just just to go around. Like last night's game, we we won without Shabbat. And imagine if we would have had Shabbat in there, how much more skill we would have had. And, yep. Uh, you know. No, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. So like I just said, you got all these players that want to make an impact and want to make a mark, and you know they and tell me that's not bulletin board material that you put up there that everybody has already written you off and the puck hasn't even dropped on the first game and there's people saying, oh, you're going to be the division's doormat. You're going to be at the bottom of the standings. It's like, how do you know? Like, I understand that you can rank a team and say, okay, they may not finish well, but to say that they're going to finish in the bottom and especially all the moves that everybody went out and uh, that the Ottawa Senators went out and did. I mean, and then adding a guy like Stutzlow just with his passion alone just watching him in the world juniors and how much he hated being down and having goals scored against him and always giving the extra effort I mean those guys don't come along that often with that high-end skill attached to it so I mean I looked at Ottawa like I've been saying this entire time I look at Ottawa as a team and I'll throw a wrench in your plans smarten up and watch out for him and I still pick him to be in the top four and I can get lamb blasted by everybody for that don't care I'm a Toronto fan but I still think Ottawa's gonna finish up there Love it. Love to hear it. <laughs> well, you said a few minutes ago you love the Canadian division. Obviously, we love the built-in rivalries. But what else is there for you You know, that has some meat on the bone for the Canadian division? For me, I like being able to finally like take the time to hone in and, and look at a guy like Besser or Pedersen and watch those games because – when they're playing the regular way, the regular season, you know, you don't get to see a lot of those games because they're obviously later and they're playing the later teams. But now we're seeing more of them on the uh, the east on this side here. You know, we're playing Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa more. And then you look at guys in Calgary too, you know, like you mentioned to Chuck, but also getting, say, Johnny Hockey and Sean Monaghan. And then you go through Winnipeg and now you got Pierre-Luc Dubois there playing with guys like Shifley and Wheeler. And obviously, um, you know, you look at these teams, and like I said, you don't get to see a lot of them. And now you do get to see those players. And I'm loving the fact that you get to sit down and, and watch the popcorn with, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Matthews and Marner and all these different combos. I'm wondering for you, what else is there on the bone for you, John, that's got this Canadian division having the sizzle it does? Yeah, I certainly echo what you're saying. And being able to see guys like, you know, the Vancouver Canucks that we, you know, I think Ottawa plays them, you know, twice usually in the regular season. 
Yeah. And now we're playing them what nine times or eight eight or nine times. Yeah. That that's unheard of. I mean, that's that's four years of of the schedule basically condensed into one season, and it's 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 great. I, the amount of skill, like, even with with Edmonton, like you said, McDavid and and and, and uh, Drysaitel, and now Puliarvi is playing well, and all these guys, you know, we get to see all these teams we don't get to see, and, and it's creating kind of new rivalries, um, and even the Battle of Alberta, them having usually the divisional games you'll have four, and now they have eight, nine, or ten as well. Um, and I think it's great. Like you said, the late games, we don't usually get to watch, and now we get to really focus on these incredibly skilled players that we have in the Canadian division. In my opinion, and again, this might be biased, but I think we have the most talented division in the league, in this year's division. No, I, I wouldn't. And probably uh, the toughest to play in. I wouldn't disagree with you at all. And a lot of people say, oh, you look at, listen to people right now and saying, oh, well, Toronto and Montreal running away and doing all this stuff because it's the Canadian division. I, I disagree. You can look across. I, I look at the players in this division and the players who can put the puck in the net or even the goaltenders who are stopping the pucks in this division. Look at the names. I mean, you got Connor Hellebuck, Carey Price, Freddie Anderson, Matt Murray. Uh, you go over to Vancouver, you got Thatcher Demko, you got Braden Holtby. These are all brand-name goaltenders. Uh, you got um, Markstrom and Marks- Calgary. Yeah. I mean, these are all guys that are the who's who of goaltending in the NHL, and they're all in the Canadian division. Not to say the other divisions don't have strong tenders, but, I mean, this one here, I mean, you got a lot of guys that have been up for hardware and won hardware in recent years. So, you know, tell me that it's not a division that's going to be leading the way, I guess, in extra awards at the end of the season. And, you know, before we touch on Montreal, Toronto here, what is your thought on that? You look at this, I listen to Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick and everyone else talking about the um, end of the season awards and how it's going to be hard to measure up, you know, the MVP conversation or, you know, any of those kind of ones where it's voted on by players or media because they're not really stacked up against other players during the season you know you don't get to see McDavid versus Crosby you don't get to see Matthews versus Ovechkin and I use those comparisons you know for skating and skill and obviously goal scoring for the latter two but for you is it going to matter that much I mean if a player is an MVP of a team he's an MVP of the team and has drugged them to wherever they need to be and brought them along that far if a guy is voted on by his peers as the best player in the game, <coughs> Matthews, um, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's voted on that way. That's the way it's going to be, whether they play all 31 teams or they play, you know, seven to 10 teams. Um, wondering yeah, what your you thoughts look are. At the, um, the impact the players had on his team, on, on his division. I don't necessarily think that it matters that they haven't played all 31 teams. Um, and you can look like, sorry, I, I, I mean, I'll tell you that I think McDavid is more of an MVP than Matthews, but I, I knew you were going to throw it a Matthews. There. <laughs> I but, had to. I had. We haven't. I mean, we haven't had any singular hardware for that. Okay. Leave I, us, I don't leave think. I don't, I don't think Matthews and McDavid are even comparable. <laughs> you know, uh, McDavid is just such a skilled player. Him and Drysaddle, it's just magic on the ice. Um, and I think, I mean, if McDavid is playing that well and ends up leading the league in scoring, then regardless of whether you play all 31 teams or, sorry, all 30 teams in that case, I don't think it matters. He's got to win that prize. Yeah, well, that's my thought, too. And I look at it, you know, the body of work should speak for itself. Whether you play all those teams or not, it's still going to be that many points. It's still going to be he brought the Edmonton Oilers this far because of his play. I mean, I was only joking about Matthews. I mean, he he may win the rocket um, very well, might do that. 
But as for points-wise and, and everything else that goes along with that MVP conversation, it does have to be McDavid. The Oilers are nowhere near what they are without him, period. You know, sure. the Toronto Maple Leafs, they can still get by with guys like Mitch Marner and, uh, oh, a John Tavares and, you know, staple to the bench, Willie Nylander. They still have other players that can lead the way and, and you know, get those points and get those cookies. But without, we've seen it, without McDavid or Drysaddle for that matter, in uh, Edmonton, I think Edmonton's pretty much pooch. So, yeah, no, definitely. But I, I think that the body of work should speak for itself, and it shouldn't be up for debate. It shouldn't be tainted or asterisked or anything like that. Same thing with the cup. A lot of, uh, I don't know if you heard this one so far, but they're like, well, now finally a Canadian team is, you know, birthed a place in the Final Four. You know, it's a given. It's a gift. It's To me, it's not a gift. You still got to get through your division. You still gotta well, look at look at the look at the division the play the yeah. playoff the Canadian division playoff. I mean, you can't tell me today that Toronto can beat Edmonton in a in a seven game series. I mean, it's all it's it's anybody's game. It's going to be yeah. tough, and I think I think all two the the two rounds that are going to be in the Canadian division are going to go seven games. I think. Oh, I mean, so it's going to be tough to get through that division. It's going to be a battle. Those to the teams coming out of that that are going to go into the final four, whatever team it is, for the Canadian mm-hmm. division, they're going to be absolutely beat up. Because these teams are laying it out. Look, we just talked about Ottawa for about 15 minutes about how much they're putting in the work and the effort. And you look at all the other teams. You think they're not doing the same thing in the Canadian division? You know, I mean, there's a couple teams that try to rely on their skill a bit too much. Hello, Toronto. Hello, Montreal. But, you know, the other teams, they're working, you know. And I listened to um, Jeff Merrick say this one not too long ago, and it was really a thing that I had to go look back and think about. But you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, when they try to coast on just their skill, they don't do that well. But when they put the work ethic with the skill, they're almost an unbeatable team. So I look, I liken that to, to Montreal and Toronto right now. When they try to coast on their skill and do fancy things, they're pedestrian. But when they put the work ethic behind it, like Matthews back-checking, or you know, Toffoli and Anderson getting back as well, and all those little things, then they become that team that, okay, yeah, maybe you can move a few mountains here. You know, and take that next step. And I think for Ottawa, I think Ottawa just needs to find a couple bona fide star players, like bona fide superstar kind of players. And I think Stutzel and Shabbat will be those guys, and to Chuck as well. I think it just takes a moment or two to grow into it. And I think Ottawa fans right now may be a little bit impatient because you know you are impatient. You know you want to get into the playoffs, you want to make noise, but I think you got to grow and and walk before you can run. I agree. So you look, I think everybody, every every year, you always expect your team to win the cup, and you hope your team wins the cup. But sometimes, like you said, some patience, and I think that our patience is certainly starting to pay off in Ottawa. We look at our, our the guys, like you said, that are upcoming, and, and they're going to be tough, they're going to be dangerous, and they're going to make an impact soon. Oh, they definitely are. Well, I want to shift our focus for a moment here, and I want to ask you, obviously, from your perspective, you get to see these teams. I want to ask you, what did you feel about the Montreal Canadiens when they've come in so far? Um, they were the media darling beginning of the season. Everybody loved them, said they were going to run away with this division. They were so complete. You know, they went from 24th place last year, top of the division now when they were at this at that time. And, you know, the goaltending was there. Carey Price was back. Shea Weber was the old Shea Weber from Nashville. And, you know, bringing in guys like Toffoli and Anderson, they, they were that great. When you seen Montreal play, what feel did you get from this team that was different from watching them kind of last year when they came in and played Ottawa? I, I think the thing about Montreal is that they've got, you know, 
all-around talented players. I, I wouldn't necessarily say they have that crazy superstar. I mean, you can argue Carey Price. He, he's certainly a superstar goalie. But they have the depth. They have, you know, they roll their four lines. They have all their guys are making a difference. You know, Toffoli, what a great acquisition that was for, for Montreal. Um, you know, they've got guys, you know, they got Gallagher. And even last night I was, I was uh, saying this to my colleagues that Sherrod, I think, had five blocks in the game, five block shots. And, and, you know, those are things that kind of go unnoticed. But, you know, he certainly played a big impact on defense. I think they just they just have a an all-around good team. And, they're not, and they don't rely, like Toronto, on, you know, three or four different players. No, definitely. And that, that's one thing, you know, and I sit here and I say, you know, Montreal Canadiens are a team that I have to cheer against. But I said in the offseason, they made moves. They made the right moves. They added to this team – it was always, to me, it was going to be as far as Carey Price would take them. No one expected Allen to be what he's been so far. Like this, that great to almost some nights supplant Carey Price in the net. I mean, he looks great in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. Oh, they and have. They certainly have goalie. I'm sorry, good, good, good to bring that up. They certainly have goalie 1A and 1B. Jake yeah. Allen has, has been unstoppable. I think he might even have a better record than Carey Price this year. He does so far, and that's what I mean. It's a lot of money to invest in your goaltending, but at the same time, if it's paying off in that yield, then you look at it and say, okay, that's a worthwhile investment. But I always said it would be as far as Price and Weber would take them because those are their bona fide guys. Because guys like Galley, guys like Toffoli, guys like Anderson, which they've now invested a lot of money in for Josh Anderson, you know, those guys aren't superstars. They're great players for your team. They're not that, like you just said about Toronto. But And I look at Toronto, and you're right. They, they rely on Austin Matthews. They rely on Mitch Marner right now really heavily because John Tavares is sputtering a little bit, and William Nylander is just doing flybys on the puck. I don't know what's going on there. But, but... Teams, teams with superstars are not obviously the best teams. You know, you gotta, hockey is, is very much a team game. Um, I know if you can compare with basketball, that if you have a couple superstars, then you're likely you know, always going to make the, the finals. But in hockey, you got to really have three or four lines that you can roll at any given time and have the, you know have good players on the ice. I don't I don't know if you can say that having two superstars on your team is necessarily the best thing to have. No, I would agree and disagree in, in some aspects because I look at some teams, like I look at the Boston Bruins and the success they've had for a better part of a decade, riding one line with basically Pasternak, uh, Marchand, and Bergeron. You know, and that was the the go to line. You know, and there's a couple other teams have done it too. Um, can't well, look at St. Louis a couple there. years ago; they came out of nowhere. Yep, absolutely. They well, I mean, they went from the bottom of the standings right up and into the yeah. playoffs, and, and on the magical run. And I mean, can't fault them for that. And also, but you look at St. Louis though, and they had some bona fide guys like Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, you know, you go and look at a Ryan O'Reilly. You know, he was in Buffalo. Everybody kind of was starting to write him off. And he went to St. Louis, and now he's the captain, and you know he's he's the guy that everybody thought he was going to be, and and more when he came out of Colorado. So I look at St. Louis, and I say, yeah, the goaltending to me in St. Louis was the biggest shock. Jordan Biddington, uh, if you would have went into that season and said this is going to be the guy that turns it all around for the St. Louis Blues, you know they probably would. No one say laugh you out of the building, but you get a few eyebrows raised at you, like uh, I don't know what you're thinking there, but all right, we'll rock with you for a minute, but. People wouldn't have people wouldn't have thought of that to be the savior of the season. He was. He was the guy that brought them to the dance. He was the guy that got them through. And you know, a lot of those guys took the next the next step. But also, 
it's like Ottawa right now. I mean, maybe Ottawa becomes the St. Louis Blues this season and, yeah, goes and wins the Cup. Watch me say it and it happen. You know, go from the bottom of the standings all the way to the top. You're, you're recording this, right? Oh, I'm so. recording this. Don't worry. <laughs> this can be this can be note-checked. And I just said it, and I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, here we go. I'll say it. It'll happen. <laughs> and then I'll never be able to be welcomed back in a lease chat room in my life. <laughs> you know, but it, it can happen. You and, heard it first here, everybody listening. The <laughs> Ottawa Senators were predicted to win the Cup. <laughs> Love it. Listen, hey, man, it, everything, every team needs a rallying point. And right now, like I said to you at the beginning of this, you know, so many people picked Ottawa not to be a team to do anything this season, to rebuild, to bring their prospects along, to, you know, do what they need to do to move the organization to the next step. You know, but these guys don't want just that step. They want more. And, you know, why not? And I don't like saying that as a Leaf fan, but there's just too much there for me to say they're going to stay where they are because they're not. And, and I'll say it again, I picked them to be in the top four. So I'm allowed to have that opinion because I've said it steadfastly across the board, not just because I'm talking to you. I got chirped by Craig Button for saying it. I got chirped by um, what's a, a Mike Ross from the Maple Leafs. He's like, why? He's like, why? Well, why not? <laughs> why not? They got great young talent. Remember when the Maple Leafs had a bunch of unknown young talent and they went pretty good I'll pretty talk, far? I'll talk to Mike Ross. <laughs> I love Mike. He's, he's great for stories, but, uh, you know, don't cross the Maple Leaf line with him, you know, and say Ottawa or Montreal is better because he'll raise a couple of eyebrows, even though he did some some great work for the uh, the old Ottawa Senators himself. Uh, we were texting during the 5-1 uh, comeback, and, and he stopped answering me at one point. <laughs> well, you know, I had the same kind of story. My, my brother-in-law, he's a huge Boston fan, and we all know what happened when they melted down the playoffs in 2013. Um I never expected them to be up on Boston in the game seven. So I was chirping the ever loving hell out of them. And all of a sudden, you know, they start coming back and he's chirping the other way. And I lost my phone. I, I didn't know where it went. I couldn't, uh, couldn't respond is what I told. I, I, I put my phone down, it disappeared, <laughs> fell through the table or something. It's funny how quiet you become when the, uh, the tables quickly turn. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I want to ask you one last question. You look at the Canadian division, you look at everything's going on. Um, where Toronto is right now. Now Toronto has a laundry list of, um, I would call them key players in the lineup. Joe Thornton not playing. Jake Muzzin with a broken bone in his face. Zach Hyman is now day-to-day. Wayne Simmons is not there. Their normal backup and Campbell's not there. Apparently Freddie Anderson's dealing with some stuff as well. Um, you know, take that into account. You look at the standings, John. How do you see the Canadian division finishing up at the end of the year? Give me your prediction. One prediction. Just list it I down mean, the line. I'm uh, you, you saying all that, I'm wondering when we play the Leafs next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's for but a little no. while now. but <laughs> Sadly. Um, a prediction. Jeez. I don't know. I'm Like I said earlier, I'm always optimistic, and I think Ottawa can turn it around and get that fourth playoff spot and, and, you know, and, and make an impact. I really hope so. I think it, I think the time is turned. I think we've won three in the last five games. Um. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But uh, yeah, I think I think we can definitely make some damage, and I'm going to go along with your prediction that uh, the Ottawa makes that top four. All right, no, that's fine, and I I really do hope that they make that dance because it would be nothing better than me seeing Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, and we'll just throw uh, Edmonton in there because they're long suffering. Um, you know, those four teams there in the top four for the Canadian division. Do you see Toronto being able to sustain? 
being atop the division? And do you see them finally having a little bit of playoff success? Hopefully not against the Ottawa Senators off the get-go, but do you see them being able to do those two things? Honestly, non <laughs> That's a non-biased answer, which I think you do as well. Is I, I think Toronto, Toronto has a good team this year, and uh, you know if they can keep it together, and they can certainly make an impact uh, in the playoffs. They just gotta you know keep their roster healthy, like you said. Joe Thornton's been such a an impact player in the games he's played. You know that game he came back from injury. I think he got two or three points, and or two of those two goals that were disallowed against draw <laughs> against Ottawa. Yeah, which which I don't know how he thought were goals, but anyways. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what's what's weird though, and depends who you ask. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say what's weird is the Leafs had the same thing happen to them on the weekend. The goal was called back, but not even an hour later, uh, in the Calgary game, uh, the same thing happened, and they counted the goal. The player pushed the puck in over with the pad, and they counted the goal. They went upstairs. They counted. So you watch the ones come back for Joe Thornton, the one come back against Montreal, and they count the one in the Calgary game and. We're all like, well, you can watch a thousand of these things and you can never place a for sure bet on what it's going to be. It's The inconsistency is amazing. I, I know that uh, you can't really add anything to that, but it's just, it's crazy because you never know which way it's going to go. And, you know, you might as well have live sports betting wagering right on that call because I'm sure that someone can make a pretty good mint off of that. Just which way is the call going to go? Because you never know. <laughs> you never know. You, ne- you never know. I don't uh, know. For, so last one for you before I let you go today, John. Obviously, thank you very much. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, John has been strung along for a week here. I've uh, been absolutely slammed with everything in life. It comes at you very quickly. And John has been nothing but awesome to get this in. So tip of the cap to you before I ask the last question. I super appreciate talking to you. And it wasn't because the Ottawa Senators, you know, came back 5-1. to one. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I can leave it that it was, you know, but, you know. So, for you, I want to ask this. The Ottawa Senators, obviously, we, we talked about it a lot, but making that fourth spot. What is one thing the Ottawa Senators, with the trade deadline coming up here in April, need to add, in your opinion, just to push them a little bit further to that next spot? That's a tough question. I mean... Honestly, I think I think Pierre Dorian and his team are going to make that that right decision. I don't I don't know what I I can really answer other than saying it'd be great to have Connor McDavid. Uh, <laughs> I hear he wants out of Edmonton. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think we have a lot of good pieces. And, you know, maybe I'm I'm answering the, in a boring way, but I think we're on the right track. I think we got guys that are coming up. Um, I don't necessarily think it's it's it would not necessarily help the Senators by going to get a Connor McDavid today. I mean, we need to develop our players and we need to do it right. And I think we're on the right track. Um, it's nice to see the work that uh, that our staff is doing. And development-wise, you know, you see night and day just how Brady Kachak improves from year after year. And now you got Tim Stutzla, even on a game-to-game basis, he's looking like he's becoming a superstar. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> the answer I'll give, I think. No, there's no worries there. Hey, if you're happy with what you got, then don't go out and mess with the chemistry. And we just talked about everybody gelling together. So that may be the uh, the coup de grace for the, the uh, Ottawa Senators here. It's just coming together and, and going on a run. Like you said, three of five, which is true. You're right. So congrats on that. Pulling out of thin air. I mean, you're right there, but I know you got it. 
um, you know, go on a run and tear it up and and for this group, that's all it needs. That's, that's all you need. Like 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 St. Louis did. They just you know went from last place, just went on the tear and, and made the playoffs, and then that's when it counts, right? The regular season doesn't matter once you hit the playoffs. No, it doesn't. Everybody's at zeros and everything's reset, so you know it's a whole different ball game. And I look at it like this. I always say that teams that are growing, which the Ottawa Senators are, why not grow through every experience together? I mean, some people say that maybe it's nice to show the team that management is paying attention for your success and helping you add, but we've seen it with teams adding players and it just not work because the group is doing well together. So I think this this group here can push themselves forward and get that fourth spot, and I'll be looking forward to it because if they do, John... We'll have you back on for a Leafs Senators preview for the playoffs. There you go. Maybe it'll be another Ottawa Toronto battle. <laughs> battle of Ontario, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, John. Well, thank you very much again for A, taking the time, and B, for uh, putting up with uh, the delays here. I really appreciate it. Everybody, when you're listening to the Ottawa Senators games, be sure to tune in a little bit harder and listen to the calls by John on the goals. I super appreciate you swinging by, man. My pleasure, man. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is John Trache of the Ottawa Senators. Does the play-by-play for the goals in the arena, the PA announcer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.